Dive Podcast. This is day 16 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church in one year. Today we can continue chapter 2. Today we begin with paragraph 115. The Senses of Scripture. According to an ancient tradition, one can distinguish between two senses of Scripture, the literal and the spiritual, the latter being subdivided into the allegorical, moral, moral, and anagogical senses. The profound concordance of the four senses guarantees all its richness to the living reading of the Scripture in the Church. The literal sense is the meaning conveyed by the words of Scripture and discovered by exegesis, following the rules of sound interpretation. All other senses of sacred Scripture are based on the literal. The spiritual sense, thanks to the unity of God's plan, Not only the text of Scripture, but also the realities and events about which it speaks can be signs. The allegorical sense. We can acquire a more profound understanding of events by recognizing their significance in Christ. Thus, the crossing of the Red Sea is a sign or type of Christ's victory and also of Christian baptism. The moral sense. The events reported in Scripture ought to lead us to act justly. As St. Paul says, They were written for our instruction. The anagogical sense. From the Greek, amagog. Leading. We can view realities and events in terms of their eternal significance, leading us towards our true homeland. Thus, the church on earth is a sign of the heavenly Jerusalem. A medieval couplet summarizes the significance of the four senses. The letter speaks of deeds allegory to faith, the moral how to act, anagogy, our destiny. It is the task of exegetes to work, according to these rules, toward a better understanding and explanation of the meaning of sacred scripture in order that their research may help the church to form a firmer judgment. For, of course, all that has been said about the manner of interpreting scripture is ultimately subject to the judgment of the church which exercises the divinely conferred commission and ministry of watching over and interpreting the word of God. But I would not believe in the gospel had the authority of the Catholic Church already moved me. Father Larry. Okay, thanks, Bill. And so in this section of the Catechism where we continue in this uh, exposition of sacred scripture, we go into what's called the senses of scripture. And as was read it's uh, these, there's four senses. Uh, one is there's one, and then there's a second, which has three uh, sort of subcategories. So the, the first is the literal sense. And then there's, and then there's the spiritual sense, which has these three words, the allegorical, moral, and anagogical sense. Let's, and this is how we read scripture and pray over it and understand it so we can better, uh, preach it. All right. So in order to understand scripture, we have to look at these four senses. So let's start with the literal sense. So what that basically means, it's the most important part of reading the Bible. And really what it means is what does it literally mean? What's the literal intention of the author? So that means um, many times we have to look at the Greek. What does the original Greek mean? An example of that would be like um, St. <clears throat> Paul says in the, in the, in, in, to the Corinthians, he says, avoid immorality. Now, as a, you know, if we look at it just from an English sense, we say, oh, okay, I can't do bad things. But the literal interpretation of that, of that uh, text is uh, avoid sexual sin. So that sort of changes the whole way of interpreting that, that word, right? 
Uh, another thing is like even like there's phrases that are used in the Gospels that we're not too familiar with today, or maybe we should be, but we're not. Uh, for example, when I was a teenager, I remember um, when the priest would say, uh, what is it, take your my yoke upon me, for my yoke is easy, my burden light. I don't know why I just kept thinking like, what's Jesus talking about an egg yolk for? And then, you know, then when I started studying scripture, I realized the yoke is the piece of wood put over an animal or over a woman's neck to carry large loads. So that makes much more sense for us that the literal interpretation of that word or what Christ meant was, you know, there's this heavy load, which obviously leads us into the spiritual sense um, which is, you know, the cross. So if you don't know what the literal, the literal interpretation of scripture is, you can't really, uh, go on. So notice that it says all other senses of sacred scripture are based on the literal. So first off, what does it literally say? Okay. And then it goes into the spiritual sense and <clears throat> that, um, the, the, the scriptures are to speak to us today and they do in, basically three ways. And the church comes up with three senses that are spiritual. And the first is allegorical. And the allegorical sense is really, it points basically to Jesus Christ. So a great way of explaining this is um, the, the, you know, the famous story in Genesis with uh, Abraham and Isaac, right? Where uh, Abraham is told by God to bring his only beloved son, Isaac, up a mountain to sacrifice him. And Isaac has on his back, he's carrying the wood to be sacrificed upon. He doesn't know that this is, that he's going to be sacrificed. And, and then, you know, essentially he, he says, you know, dad, where's, you know, we've got the wood and we've got this and where's the lamb. And, and, uh, Abraham says nervously, God will provide the lamb. So this is obviously an allegory of Christ. We know that, that God would send his only begotten son to be crucified basically on the same mountain, almost the same mountain where Isaac was walking up with his father to to die for our sins, that Jesus is the Lamb of God. So allegory points to Christ. How does it point to our faith in Jesus Christ? And um, another, another um, I mean, another way of looking at it is, is even some um, uh, other Old Testament uh, stories like, um, you know, the crossing of the Red Sea, right? What does that point to? It's an allegory. Uh, that, that points to the saving waters of baptism. As the Israelites cr- crossed through the waters of baptism and the, the Egyptians were killed uh, in the waters, uh, likewise, that when we go into the waters of baptism, that the power of Satan is destroyed through the wa- water. So <clears throat> that's what the allegorical sense means. And then this next one is the moral sense. The second spiritual sense is the moral sense. And the moral sense teaches how Christ wants us to act. And um, some parts of Scripture are very clearly moral teachings, such as when Jesus tells his disciples and us to turn the other cheek, right? Um, and in other places, moral meaning must be uncovered. Um, you know, so like, like an example would be this, is when the parable of Jesus Christ, where a widow begs the judge day after day to hear her case. What's the moral sense of that for us? You know, what is, how does Jesus want to act? He's, he's teaching us to persevere in prayer, especially when we don't feel like God is answering our prayers. So this is what the moral sense of Scripture is. is it points us to how God wants us to act. And finally, the last spiritual sense, the anagogical sense, right? And the anagogical sense uh, points to our ultimate destiny, and, and namely, kind of, you know, to death, the final judge of hell, heaven and hell. Now, a lot of scripture points we, we we tend to overlook this point is that it uh, scriptures points to our ultimate end 
which is to be with God forever. Um, a lot of times we do not uh, preach enough about eschatology, which is the end things, but Scripture points to our ultimate end, which is to get back to heaven. And um, maybe one one story to make the sense how you read this in a, a Scripture in an anagogical sense would be um, right now in, we're you know in Lent we're reading Exodus, and in Exodus we see you know the Israelites are passing through the desert for 40 years. What's that? What does that point to life? But they're going where to the promised land. Now, obviously that was a, literally there was the promised land, right? But what's the anagogical sense that points to at the, at the end of this journey through the desert, which we call life, we hope through the grace of Jesus Christ, we end up in the promised land, which is namely heaven.